Hello. Hey, hello. Well, I'm sorry. It took me a couple of minutes to get in there. It wouldn't recognize my microphone. Oh, no, you're all good. Um, no, you're all good. So um, the way this will work is I will welcome us in and then we'll just get started. But before I do, um, I'm, I, I'll uh, pray for us before okay, we get started. Good. Great. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings that you've given to us. Um, be with this conversation. Let anything that um, that is from our mouths falls short and only things that come uh, from you um, will be shown. Lord, I just pray for the people that will listen. I pray that, um, that this will fall on ears um, that that will listen, um, just be with this time, um, and just, uh, uh, just let us show your glory only, uh, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Uh, so I'll, I'll welcome us in, um, and welcome to another episode of Brocephus and friends. I'm your host, Brocephus, and this week I'm excited to have someone who, um, you know, on this show, we have old friends and then also some new friends. And this is a new, new friend to me. But um, I'm excited to have her on here. Patty Grace. Patty, thank you so much for being here today. I'm delighted to be with you. Um, you know, I YouTube is such a rabbit hole. You can go down YouTube, uh, a rabbit trail hole. And so preparing for this, I, I always like to Google people and see if they come up on YouTube. And you came up on YouTube as far as there was a ladies event that you were doing or an event that you were doing at a church. And you said something that I love. You know, everybody, I think, has a mission statement of some some sometimes they are in your more in your face than others and and i love the way you started the um chat now this is the joseph paraphrase version of what you said okay. but it but it was something to the effect of i'm here to talk to you today um and because your best days are not behind you your best days are in front of you. Speak into that because I love that so much. Well, thank you. I don't even know which one you're talking about, but I love talking about that. Well, I always heard you can't saw sawdust, so we can't go past. And most people live in the past or not most, a lot do. And we can't live in the future because we can't access that. Only God can do that. And so I think that what it tells us is that we have to learn from the past. We have to embrace now, learn everything we can now, get as close to God as we can and, and just suck up his wisdom and learn him from him so that we can be the best that he created us to be. And then with an eye to the future, and that way we can put a balance. I'm big on balance mm. because we can't, we can only live in this moment and we'll never have it again. So there are things that we need to be mindful of so that we can deal with that. Like for instance, uh, we choose now where we want to spend eternity. Mm. 
And that is a decision now. That's not for the future and not for the past. We learn from the past to know that we need that. We need God as our savior. But those kind of things we have an urgency to do now. But we always always have to think about the future and em- embrace it to a certain degree. But we can only live for now, one moment at a time. So I think God is teaching me to try to do the most I can with where I'm at. That's so good. And for those who are wondering who in the world is Patty Grace, <laughs> tell us a little bit about who you are and um, and what you do. Well, I can't believe I've lived as long as I have. <laughs> I just had a birthday and I'm 83. And that's a shock to even admit it to anybody. <laughs> is, I mean, I, I, I know he had to have that many years to get me to the point I'm at now. But there's so much more to go to do, I know, or he would have taken me. Um, mm. I had a little highlights about my life. Um, I, I've lived a lot of places, and God has taught me how I need to, to deal and fellowship with everybody around me because I went to three different high schools, uh, three different states for high school. And I've lived so many places and people say, where are you from? And I don't know what to say. (laughs) Where are you born? And then I'll start with that. And then from then on, I've lived lots and lots of places. So I feel like that God did not want me to just put my roots down and stay there because he wanted me to experience a lot of things in in life. And the reason I started to tell you that he's not through with me yet. I was I wrote and I write the articles for um, our little paper in Paris, Kentucky. And it's a Bourbon County citizen. And I wrote an article telling about what if you had never been born and how it affects people's lives and how other people's lives, other people's lives have affected you. And I was thinking about how many things in my life and everybody has that. That's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Everybody has that. If they'll stop and think about it, I'm sure everyone can say, gee, I almost died. Well, I had several things that I almost died, but this, this most recent one, I had a stroke and I had um, two aneurysms, one broken bled on the brain. And most people can't believe I'm still functioning and writing books. This is my second book that's coming up I'm writing. And it, so God wasn't through with me yet. And when this happened and I collapsed on the floor, I yelled for my husband. He came and got me and uh, called 911. And when they were loading me up in the gurney, I heard the still small voice that said, I didn't cause this. I just want you to give me the glory. Mm. So what I'm doing now is everything I'm doing is to give God the glory. If I got after that, I was start, had started writing a book. So I got a book out. And so I've been, um, I got the book published and then I've been speaking with different people, different groups of people and trying to spread the good news. I think I, I had a dream uh, that that in the dream, God told me that some of the things that I ask you to do may not make much sense. I just want your obedience. And I think the obedience factor is so important because God wants us to obey, obey him. And when we do, he can just pour out everything that we need to learn and do, I think. So I'm trying to obey and learn from that. And one of the other reasons that I, decided that I wanted to write this book or else God decided it for me was um, when Jesus left this earth, he, he left us with 
the most wonderful instructions, at the, the Great Commandment. I mean, at the Great Commission. I'm sorry, the Great Commission. And he said, go into all the world and spread the good news. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to spread the good news. And I feel that I am a seed planter. I'm not responsible for the harvest, but I am responsible for planting the seeds and watering them and encourage them. And my my first book was Our Fellowship with His Holy Spirit. And I learned so much through that because it's like a teacher when you start to write or to teach something, you got to know what you're talking about. And I spent Mm -hmm. lots of time in God's presence. And one of the things I think that gets us back and gets us centered is getting in God's presence. And in my first book, and and I know you're reading it now, um, I talk about how to get in God's presence. And I think praise, worship, and thanksgiving take you to the portal. So you get right in there with God right away. And you draw on his presence and you can hear him better because he does talk to us. And Mm -hmm. if we can still still and listen, most of us can hear him. So it's not, he's no respecter of persons. He can do that with you like he has done with me. And I've even heard his very loud, booming voice, which I really don't want to hear that again. <laughs> that was a correction one. And mm. so thankfully I got it corrected and I haven't heard that one, but one time. So anyway, I just feel like God, it, he's a person and he wants us to know that. He wants us to fellowship with him. And I asked him when he told me about the first book to work, I said, what's the name of it? And he, it was almost like he laughed and he said, it's like I already gave you the name. Mm. We had been using that name, our fellowship with his Holy Spirit, as a Bible study name. And so we already used that. I thought that was so interesting. And with the second book, I'm writing a, it's a weekly um, devotional. And the reason for that is I've written articles, 52 articles in a, in a um, I mentioned the, the Bourbon County Citizen, which the paper, I've been writing the paper an article every week or every other week. And so from those, I've had such good response with the titles that I've, that I've put out for people. It sort of challenges them to think about their relationship with the Lord. I'm putting in a weekly, I'm working on it right now. It has to be submitted at the end of this month. And so what it's doing is it's taking those articles and letting people benefit from that, like, and meditate on them, chew mm-hmm. on them learn what it gets the good out of it i think sometimes and i and i love daily devotionals but the daily devotional sometimes you don't you can't do it no matter how much you want every single day and Mm -hmm. if you do a weekly one then you have several days that you can relax and chew over it and and really try to learn it internalize it so that's what i'm doing with that now and i think that it's been such a it's been such a blessing to me and as i hear comments from other people that they read and God has me going back and reading my book even. It's almost like it's new to me in some areas because I spent so much time in his presence listening that he wants me to go back and, and hear what he said to me to write. So mm-hmm. that's been a wonderful, wonderful fellowship and relationship with the Lord. And I've thoroughly enjoyed that. You asked me in, in some things that you sent me, what were some of my favorite scriptures? Mm-hmm. Well, I told you that I went through a divorce, which I just hated. I just could not believe that. I thought you got married and stayed married the rest of your life. Well, sometimes it doesn't work that way. So no matter how much you want it to. And so I think it it was so important to me to learn that God is always with me. He loves me. 
He's always with me. And the first time I ever really heard his voice, I felt like you know, I was on my knees praying after that happened. And this tiny voice was, I could hear it just ministering to me and so precious and so sweet. So God can do that to you when you, when you listen and let him do that and comfort you. I've got one scripture I wanted to, to tell you straight out of my RSV. I have different Bibles I like to choose things from, but I, this one has sustained me the whole time. And so we went to the Holy Land with this, uh, this man that we knew. Um, and he gave me the scripture and he said, I didn't know that I needed so much at the time, but it was later that I really, really needed it. In Romans 5, 1 in the RSV, it says, therefore, since we're justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in our hope of sharing the, the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character mm -hmm. and character produces hope and hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. And all the others don't say it like that. I just mm -hmm. love that. It's just like, okay, I'm going through this, Lord. Now help me learn through this so I don't have to go through it again. And help me take what I've learned from this and turn it into good because Romans 8.28 tells us that he can take everything and turn it in for good for yeah. those who are called according to his purpose. And we know if as a believer we're called according to his purpose because when we, we accept he when he made us, he made us in his image. He created us in his image and he gave us a plan. He gave us something that he wanted to do and why we're here. And uh, some of it is to fellowship with him. Some of it is to 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 run his planet and his his earth. And we screwed that up, but he sent Jesus to bring it back to us. So then he gave us another chance at it and then sent the Holy Spirit so we could have him with us 24-7. You know, we talked the other day about how much, uh, how, how wonderful it was to have Jesus on earth and listen to him and, and follow him and whatever. And his, his, his jewels that he told um, how to live and whatever and healing people. But you know, the Holy spirit, it's better now because we can have him with us. Every one of us 24 seven. Yeah. And we can reach him. We can talk to him. We can, we can feel like knowing him like you do. You get to know a person. I can just sit there and talk to him. And I feel like he elevates me up from here because I can just close my eyes and I am in his presence. And I think the more you do that, the closer you get to him and, and the easier it is to get in his presence when you when you uh, learn how to do that. I find a, a time, a place, we make an appointment. And these, these are times when I just study. Other times I just have to stop and go and just stop and listen. I have a... a each person, if you don't do that, you don't have him with you and accessible as much as you want. It's like getting to know anybody. You got to spend time with them. They, he sends you love letters, which is his Bible, and through other people. And we learn to encourage each other and we need to um, help each other because that's why we're here to do that. And I think because he loves us so unconditionally that we need to share his love with other people and, and grow in that area. And every day there's a new lesson, something to learn every single day. So in the mornings I've gotten in a habit of waking up in the morning and just kind of, 
just kind of praising him and quietly and saying, Lord, the joy of the Lord is my strength. All my scriptures, when, when I was going through a divorce, I recorded my voice with scriptures that were very, very meaningful to me. And I learned them and they sustained me and they helped me with other people. And I just feel like that God just gives you every bit that you want when you reach out for it. And just all you have to do is ask. And that's what I'm doing. And mm -hmm. I'm doing all the talking. I'm sorry. It's your turn. Oh, no, you're good. This is this is uh, this is your time um, to talk. But you sparked something that and I I think we have. I love for those who don't know, for those who've been around me a little time, I love music. I love singing, playing, listening to music. Mm -hmm. But I, I love, but I, when you were talking about um, connecting with God and, and with scripture, but also with other people, I think we have, when we do corporate singing, we have sometimes this day and age, we have missed the idea of the old now not because they're old uh, you know old songs are not old mm -hmm. because they're old but because they're true but i think we have the song writing songs we have now have are missing that part of you know we love to and i think it is great to to sing to god that i mean that is that is one of the best things but also to sing you're going to make it and mm -hmm. or the songs like I am loved. I am loved. I can risk loving you for the one who knows me best, loves me most. And I, his presence. I love that one in his presence. It just brings tears to my eyes when I just start singing that. I get in his presence so much faster with some songs. And I, th I agree with you. And you asked me that question about why was why were the songs so important? I said, wait a minute, what you said with that. Remember that one? About worship uh, the worship. worship people in the front. Okay, putting them in the front, right. And what's so interesting, I was digging in the Old Testament and I realized that the way sound, you know, I know that they tell us that Satan was probably the leader of the worship and the songs and the music and the whole thing. And that's a shame that he's the one that had to fall because the music sometimes has gone with him. But that, but God always has good music that we can listen to and just, just get, take a moment and just feel his presence with that music. And I was reading about how Jericho, how the walls fell down with Jericho. It did it with sound. And I thought that was so interesting. And I, and I thought, well, this is really something, Lord. And then I saw um, where um, why David would he, David would send the um, the singers. That's I think that's what they called them, the singers, out in front before battle, because it just elevated them to the point of where they got rid of the trash around them and looked to the God. Or that's how I felt like they just looked up to the Lord with when instead and they were in one spirit with that with the songs and the music that it had a unifying quality about it and that was so beautiful but they sent and then the worship in the temple they did that too they put the song the song the singers in first and i thought that was so interesting and it's yes. like you know they have in the old testament they had like wave offerings and and all that kind of thing and i think songs were like an offering to god as it 
and the way you make that makes you feel when you're seeing something that's so beautiful, you know? Yes. How this is a this this question I didn't send to you. So I I understand if the you know take your time on this one, but how you, you are obviously listening to you now and talking to you before you love the word, you love the Bible. And so how have you seen I think sometimes the we talk about the Old Testament is very scary because of all the laws and all the things. Mm-hmm. How have you seen the red line through the Bible? How have how has has that was that an easy thing for you to see or you know getting that getting the how how have you seen Jesus go into the Old Testament? Okay, well, I feel like that we have to know the Old Testament because we have to know where we were and we have to know how it was given to us and how we've changed. And that's, we had the first covenant, which is the Old Testament. And then we had the wonderful covenant, which was Jesus in our New Testament. And we got to know the Old Testament to know, to me, I just am amazed at how much they had to do about sacrifice. They couldn't go to God directly like we can. All these things that we take and just take for granted as believers. It's just it's just amazing to me what you can learn. It's our building blocks. Our, it's like we were children in the Old Testament. And we God gave us what we he told us what to do. And you do it and you do it and you do it. And in the New Testament, it was done with love. When he mm-hmm. sent Jesus, he sent love and he wanted to deal with us as a loving father rather than just a just or they had to be he, we got the merciful one in the, in the new testament and so it just it's so good to know what all god has given us for the new testament it just really bowls me over when you stop and think that when we sinned in the old testament you had to go give a a, a sheep or you had to do a, a do like birds and different things and wave grain offerings and things and now all we can do is say, God, forgive me. Just spend time with God and you can be, have it cleared up. I mean, what a joy mm-hmm. that is to go directly to your father and talk to him, you know? Yes. So um, does that sort of answer your question? Yes. Yes. And so segueing into that, how have you seen the, this is probably one of my favorite questions. And I, I asked this this has become a regular question because I love this question so much. How have you seen the, and you talk about balance. How have you seen the balance of grace and truth in your life? Well, I'm always searching for truth. And I know that God's truth is the truth and everything has to line up with God's truth or I don't think of it as truth. And so I'm seeking that and I'm trying to allow him to refine me. As I told you yesterday, I said, um, God, get the dross out or I'm on this wonderful journey with you. And if you get the dross out, I want to give it to you so I can be refined and you can make something beautiful out of my life. So that's what I wanted to do. And so often as I'm searching for truth, and I fall short. Well, grace has got it's got to be what you need and want at that point. And I laugh and say, grace is my middle name. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I feel like that I need to give grace as much as I want grace. And I think it's such an interesting word. And it, 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 
when you fall short, the grace that God gives you is, is so, I mean, you get grace and mercy and I've heard it defined which one's which, but both of them are wonderful. Mm. But grace is the, the thing I just read you about grace is so important. I, I think that's one of the reasons why I love it so much. And it says that this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in our hope of sharing the glory of God. Cause what, what I found through life is when I've had difficulties, God kept telling me to stand, to stand. And I thought, what in the world does that mean? Every, I mean, I go to a scripture, Ephesians 6, it tells you how to fight the, the good fight against uh, the satanic forces. And it's, it starts by telling you what to do. And then it says, and stand. And mm. every scripture I was led to, it seemed like it had, and stand. And I thought, what is this stand thing? And I think it means that we are, we have to prepare, do everything we can and expect God to make the difference. And he does make the difference. He's always there available and he's as close as our breath. Just call out to him. He gives us our breath. And when people think about our breath and he knows how many hairs on our head and how individual he is, I mean, it just blows my mind to think about the God that we have that can do all this stuff. So it's just, I've written several things about the awesomeness of God. I'd like to mention about fear and, and afraid. I think that one of the things that we have such a hard time now is we don't treat God as the awesome God he is for who he is and what he's done for us and the worship to him. And then if we don't do that, or when we do that, we draw him close to us. And that is so important. We get to know him for who he is and what he's done in our life. And I feel like that just gets us into his presence so quickly when we just worship him and praise him. We're going to be doing that. It says when we, when we're in, the pre, in his presence in heaven, we're yeah. going to be praising him and worshiping. We might as well get used to it now. And it'll be just a natural thing to, to be doing that, won't it? Oh, yes. You know, I... I think about, we talk about stewardship a lot in the mm -hmm. church. A lot of times we talk about being a good steward of your money. And money is certainly part of being a good steward. Sure. But also the other aspects of being a good steward, serving your time, um, you know. And so um, you... In your book, and I don't want to give too much away because I, I want people to go and 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 read your book, the, the first one and, and the second one. But the first one is more of a is more of a story. But um, talk about the ministry that you did because in in Texas, oh, the, the street ministry. Yes. Because, yes. Okay. Because well, I go ahead. Because I think we can say. Oh, but I don't, I'm a college student or I, I only make $15 an hour and I, or, and I have to support a fam or support a family and I don't have, but there's also other ways that being a good steward, mm -hmm. um, being a good steward is not just money. No. And that started our ministry, actually. Uh, a friend and I, she's my prayer partner there, and we had uh, we had uh, Bible studies. And she and I had a business, and we had a wedding and party service, and we actually had a business in a, uh, a storefront. It was in a, a, a building in, um, 
in Dallas on Stemmons. And we had food on Fridays that we couldn't serve again. And I can't stand waste. I really can't. I have to recycle everything. And I, I feel like the scripture where God gives you, where you handle small things, it gives you more to do. We had this food that was wasting and we couldn't give it to anybody. So there were three of us girls that got in, a, you know, single women got in a car and said, okay, God, we've got this food. Where do we go? We actually literally did that, God. And we mm -hmm. went one place and it was it, it was closed and we felt like, no, that's not it. So we ended up in front of the Salvation Army downtown. And it's not very far from uh, Parkland Hospital. And so we ended up having somebody said, oh, you need to go over here in this empty lot and you can you can minister to the people. Well, we took fee, uh, food and uh, we took um gave Bibles and we didn't push it down and we just offered the Bibles and we offered them uh, um, different like personal packets people would put together for us. It just grew out of our little place of business that we had and people would bring money and say, use this for their, their uh, little personal products and all sorts of things. So many people got involved in that and we started out with nothing on it and it just kept growing and growing. And we did that for about a year and a half and every Friday evening, We'd go down on, they called us the, the uh, church ladies <laughs> <laughs> and the police would drive by to be sure nobody was causing anything. I'm sure my mother was difficult for her because she would say, oh my goodness, do you have any men going down there with you? And I said, oh, mother, what difference would that make? You know, <laughs> But that's okay. She had not, she didn't have the vision idea. That was okay. <laughs> so, uh, we went, we did that and we were so touched by the lives and God used mm -hmm. us to do that. And one, one man had his, all of his things where he's, his, all his fluids were attached to him and, and rolled that across from the hospital mm -hmm. to come over to be prayed. And that about bowled wow. me over. Wow. Pray for anybody for anything, but God did so many things there. And that was for a season. A lot of things are, but boy, did we learn a lot with that. And I think that there's always something you can give. And I think that's what God gave, you know, the, the thing that I love so much, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he sent his son and he gave his son for us. And we can all give something. And I think the more that we desire to be the servant, because that's the example that Jesus set. Mm -hmm. It was love and a servant. And when we do that, then God can really use that. That's just really what we have to offer. So is that what you want me to tell you about it? Oh, yes. Okay. Because, because I think um, that that's so good because I, I, I just see a lot of times and Doris Akers says it this way. You can't beat God giving. You know, it's yeah. like it's a, like a boomerang when mm -hmm. you he gives it back to you. And mm -hmm. and I, I think when we when we when we serve in any capacity, um, and I love how you said you were blessed because oh, we were. oh I love that because um lot when we in ministries sometimes we say, Oh, we gotta go and help. But what I what happens most of the time is the people who help they're they're just as blessed as the people that that are yeah. being helped and and it shows you how god provides 
and God mm-hmm. provides in. And see, God showed me through all this, and I shared some of this with you yesterday, that I had a an adopted son. I had two natural bio, uh, biological children, and then I had a, an older adopted son, and he was very very bright but he had a lot of issues when he came he was already he was already programmed i called it mm-hmm. and what and i th- you know i thought i was doing this for him but i think god was doing it to help me grow you know because yeah. there were just so many things you learn and he showed me how that i can be adopted into mm-hmm. the way into the judaism of jesus and show, show me how I could be part of the vine and adopted into the vine through through James, my, my adopted son, because I don't feel any different with him and the others. I didn't birth him, but I grew him. And so mm-hmm. it really it really made me grow. You're forced to grow in those kind of things because I loved him dearly. And there every child you have. And I know we talked about this. You don't have children yet, but you'll find out. Or I did. I don't have favorites. I love everyone and for their own sake and for them and especially and you relate to them, especially. And that's how I feel. I just think that God, you talked about stewardship. He gave me the stewardship of my children Mm -hmm. and they didn't belong to me, even though I birthed two of them because God put them in my care and wanted Mm -hmm. me to point them to him. And I'm very thankful that they all have their own relationship with the Lord. I'm thankful for that because I, that's one of the most important things I think as a parent you want for your children to be a believer, to know God is real like you know he's real. And I think they're learning that. And that's just very, very important to me. I look When you're my age, you look back over your life and you'll think, gee, I wish I'd have done this differently or whatever. I don't dwell on that because... <laughs> God uses all those things to teach me and I'm, mm-hmm. it makes me teachable. And I, and I want always be teachable because I want to learn everything he wants to teach me while I'm here. That's so good. And, and I, I love this story. It's, it has nothing to do with me. And I guess that's why I love it so much. But my dad was, had, is a, had been a, he's a, he was a teacher for about 28 years, uh, taught kindergarten. God bless him. Um, but that is a gift to be with the Rugrats for all them years. But um, there was this little girl in his class. He tells about um, how she was acting up, was not, was just not really. She was not behaving. She was just, just causing a ruckus. And he, he said he brought her out of the class, and uh, and said. Um, he didn't, you know, shake or nothing, but he was just, he was not very happy with the way she was acting. And he said, why won't you, what, what is wrong with you? Why are you not, why are you not um, participating? Why are you not acting right? Something to that effect. And she uh-huh. said, she said, last night, my, my mom was abused by her, oh. uh, by her boyfriend or whoever. And I, we didn't get much sleep last night, and we were in the bathroom, oh, honey, just crying, just crying out. Mm-hmm. And he just fell, and said, and said, you know, God teaches us in these moments of how that how we work, how you know how we respond, 
how you know that that this is very important of how to approach it with grace because not everyone is in the same shoes that we are in oh that's so true and and i i i have learned that 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 has always stuck with me mm-hmm. because that because we don't know what the other person has gone we don't, through yeah we do not know and and i i think even like when we go in restaurants and we are with the waiters and waitresses, how we treat them mm-hmm. and we are, how we are handling ourselves, even if no one is watching. Well, God's watching. Yes. And so, and I think, and I, I think that is a, it just, I don't know why I shared that, but I, I think that went into what we were talking about, but I, I just, I think that is so important to just, to handle our words carefully. Mm-hmm. Words are so important. Well, words are powerful. Yes. We know that. And when I was a kid, we used to sing that dumb little song says, sticks and stones uh, can hurt my bones, but words will never kill me. Well, words to me are more har- horrible when they're bad than, than actual stones against you or knives or anything because they cut so deeply. It's not, you know, the, the skin will heal and stuff when you get hit with a, with a rock or something, but it takes longer for your insides to heal. I think Yeah, it wounds it's wounding and God is so loving and so forgiving. And I'd like to talk about forgiveness while we're talking. Um, I have an article on that and I've just really, I don't think people realize how important it is to forgive. And I have read it very vividly that God says he doesn't tell you to forgive. He tells you you have to forgive because he can't forgive you unless you forgive somebody else. That's pretty heavy. And so he wants us to forgive each other because all of us fall short of the glory of God and when we do, we've got to learn what it's like to be loving because God is so loving and I can just see him as a loving, like your, your father. Did you say it was your father that taught the class? Yes. Okay. That's so, I bet, I bet that really spoke to him about dealing with, with children. You never know what it is. And sometimes they don't even know. Sometimes it's programmed in there and they don't even know why they act bad, but if we can uh, approach it in in a loving way and let God show us what we both need to learn through it, it's a really a learning experience. But it makes me so sad for children because they're supposed to be taken care of. And if you don't take care of them when they're little and they're abused, then you're going to have to handle it later, too. It's even harder than, than yeah. if it, for it to be done. So that's really sad. We need to be loving for each other and, and lift each other up and I try, I think God has me as an encourager and I try to encourage people all the time because everybody's scared of something and wounded and everything. We don't get in this world and be free of, of, of that kind of thing. So we have to remember, like you said about, we don't know where they've been and we don't know what they've been through. And that's what we found out on the, on the street. I mean, families on the street, it just breaks my heart with children more than, than, than grownups even because they are expecting somebody to take care of them. And it's not like it is with an adult. You have choices as an adult, but as yeah. a child, you really don't. So that's very sad with that. But but let me tell you a redemptive, let me tell you something that was, that was good in his class that happened, not that same class, but mm-hmm. a different class he had. Um, 
you know, as teachers, you're very restricted on what you can say as far mm -hmm. as religion and, sure. and what you can't. And so, the, um, and so this was probably, I mean, he, he had been teaching for a long time at, at this point. And so he, um, he, this child comes in, I think they were having carpet time and this child comes in and says, uh, I guess they were doing what, what was, what was good over the weekend. And a child said, I was baptized and, um, said, and the other, one of the other kids said, what's baptized me. Mm -hmm. And the child said, that's when you, that's when you go and you get dunked in the water and, and they were having this conversation and that, <laughs> and dad was not, you know, he didn't, he didn't, I mean, he, I think he was lead, not leading it, but he had, I think, eventually step in, not step in, but talk. I forget what he said, but isn't that awesome? How children, children, yes. Children are able to talk about that. And he had, he didn't have to do anything and children. And I think I heard this somewhere. I don't know where it was, but how, um, the reason why children, babies are so happy when they come into the world is because they just caught it. They, they had just caught a glimpse of what heaven is. And, <laughs> that and, is beautiful. And they, um, they sort of remember it maybe. <laughs> yes. They remember what, what heaven was like. And I, I thought that was, that really is really good. I haven't heard that one before. That's very I good. I don't know where I heard that, but I, I love that. It but, is. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, so you talked about serving. Um, we talked about serving and, and I, I, this, this has become a, a very ten, not tender, but a really, um, thing for me of how do you, um, ex when you have served for a long time, how do you, how do you stay fresh and how do you serve after a burnout has happened? Okay. That's a good one. I think that we all have to be self-encouragers. We can't depend on somebody else to do that. And I think the closer we get to the Lord, the more he's so available to us that way that we, it's easy to do that. I'll wake up sometimes with a song uh, <laughs> on my on my mind running through it as yeah. i'm sure you do with music yeah. and and then i'll wake up and i've gotten sort of like when i'm in church i don't raise my arms and do all that not that there's anything wrong with it i just haven't been conditioned with that and i mean sometimes my arms will go up when i wake up and whatever and so i just feel like you just feel like worshiping god i sometimes feel like that more when things have been disappointing because it regenerates me. That's how I plug in mm. when I when I start praising the Lord and thanking him because he tells us to thank him in everything. Mm. It doesn't mean thank. I don't think it means to thank him for the things that happen to you, like horrible things like rape and murder and all that stuff and abuse. I don't think you have to thank. You don't have to thank him for that that happened to you. But what you're doing is you're getting the habit of thanking him for being there with you. He doesn't tell us that we can't go through anything because we belong to him, even though sometimes he'll take it away. So we don't have to. But he's always with you. He'll go with you through it. And so 
you know that he's never going to leave you or forsake you. It says that over and over in the scripture. So you've got him with you. So what I do is when I praise him and worship him and enter his gates with thanksgiving, mm. I think that it just draws me through that portal. And I can sometimes almost feel like I'm in heaven because of that. When you get really, really into the presence of God, I think you get that peaceful feeling and he gives you that peace and peace that peace that surpasses understanding is really what it is. You can feel peace in the midst of a storm because of who you belong to and who you're spending time with in that sense. So I really, I, as I said, I'm not a depressed type. My mother had problem with depression. Excuse me a second. <coughs> and in the winter time, she would call me and tell me that I lived in Texas where it was sunny Texas and she lived here. And so when she'd call and say, oh, I'm so depressed in February, it's so gray and terrible. And I thought, well, I don't really understand that, mother, because I'm not, I don't have that kind of a personality. And then I moved here. <laughs> I moved here and saw how awful it was in, in February and January, end of February kind of thing. And I thought, boy, you really do have to generate that yourself because mm -hmm. I, God is always available. I can take a, a, a scripture. I can sing a song. There's that one I told you about in his presence. I can sing that and I'm just there. And it's mm -hmm. really wonderful. And other people have other songs, you know, that can do that for you. And so I, that is really wonderful. And I do that. And the whole business is, is I have a choice whether I try to plug in him or whether I wallow in my own self pity, which we all do a little. Sometimes you have to get take a jerk a knot in your tail so you won't be that way. And we all have to do that is self-discipline. And I think the closer we get to the Lord, the more time we spend with him, then you see there's so much to learn and do. You don't want to waste time. It, to me, it's a waste of time to be depressed or I don't, I can't stand to be sick. I hate being sick and because it wastes my time, but God mm -hmm. can still use that for me to grow. And when I, when I, when I had the situation with the stroke, that I look back on it and I think I felt, I think I felt every single prayer that was prayed for me. And that mm -hmm. was the most wonderful feeling of, of feeling those prayers. And so when I was, I didn't, when I, when I collapsed, the next thing I, it was almost four weeks later. I don't remember anything for four weeks. They mm -hmm. didn't say I was in a coma. They said that I could interact with people, which I don't remember any of it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Weird feeling thinking that you. And so I said to my, my daughter, I said, oh, I hope I was nice to everybody because I don't <laughs> like not to be cooperative and nice. And she said, well, mother was one nurse I don't think you liked. Because <laughs> that makes me sad. I always like to be kind to people. And one of my things is be kind to each other because we all don't know what the other one's gone through. So try to be kind. So anyway, but what I'm telling you that for is that I feel like that I just, as I hate to be sick, but God used the time and he restored me to where I ended up finishing writing my book and the, the same thing, all these things happened while I was proofing my, my first book. I had to go, I had a, a freak accident, had to have hip replacement. I had to have uh, my eyes um, operated on for um, cataracts and then a, the, the yag they do afterwards another procedure 
And then it was COVID. Then I had COVID once. And I thought, God, you know how much I hate this kind of stuff. It's such a waste of time. But he can redeem the time. And I know there's a scripture that says that he can redeem our time. And I believe he does that. And the older I get, the the more I know that I don't want to waste time on things that, you know, bad attitudes and doing things you regret and stuff. That doesn't mean I have it all together, but I sure am working hard toward it because <laughs> mm-hmm. I like to have the things God wants us to have to share with others. And and we are responsible for encouraging and helping other people. So I think being stewards of the earth is a big thing, too, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. There are so many things to learn and grow. I can't imagine that people want to go off and do these crazy things when we can have so much fun and do the good stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't mean that as Pollyanna. I mean, I've lived it and, and know it. So when you get to be older, I think you can reflect on that a little bit more. But yes, but I'm excited about your youth and that I wish I had started things like this when I was 21. And I just am so impressed with all you're trying to achieve at your age. And, and just, I just say, God bless you and, and have at it. That's great. Well, you, well, you're, you're so kind. You're so kind. But um, I want to, I do, I want to say that um, I told you yesterday, but I want to tell, tell um, the people that this, that now, and where can they get your, the, the second one that's not out, but where can they get your first book? Well, my first book is on Amazon and it's under Patty Grace and um, it's um, called our fellowship with his Holy spirit. And we'll put the link in the description below this, um, okay. this podcast where Thank they can, where they can get it. And I told you yesterday, um, but I, I love this book because it's like, you're talking to us like you were have, having a conversation. So if you like this, you will love the book because that is, that is what it, it's like it's like we're like you're having a conversation with you and and um and and granny ruby loves this book too she said she she said i she's like me as far as books go we have book adhd we're just (laughs) all over the place with books but she has read your book twice so so that is so that's that's pretty big so but i encourage everyone to go um, and get this book and because it, it is it is so good how um, the word of testimony how the word of testimony can be used and how that can help so many people well i appreciate that so much now the other one uh, the other one that is the weekly devotional it will be out in um probably the end of september and there's going to be a book signing in in joseph beth uh in Let's see, in October the 21st, October the 21st, and then, and it'll be on Amazon too, and they can connect with me. I'm happy to speak with with groups, and I can also, uh, if you want an autographed copy, I can do that. I can work that out, especially in this area, and I just feel like that the more that we can let people be available to people, the better, and what the new the, the uh, weekly devotional is it's I write for the um, Paris paper, the, the um, 
citizens, a Bourbon County citizens paper. And I have been given the freedom to do that. And I can put what I want in there. And that's so exciting to me. That is a, a forum that God has made available to me. And the lady that's in charge of it, that owns the paper. Well, she's manager of the paper. I think she owns it. Anyway, her name is Becca. Um, lawyer. She says, it's Becca Lawyer, but I'm not one. That's what she always tells you. <laughs> like, That's very funny. Anyway, she has, I thought, well, maybe I, I didn't know the guidelines to be used. And she said, you can do, you can put what in there, what God leads you to do. And that excites me so much that I'm dedicating the book to God and her and my wonderful husband, who is, is my proofreader and encourager. So, um, I just feel like the people have given me feedback that they've really enjoyed the articles and it's been helpful to them. And that's the whole point anyway. Mm -hmm. So that's why I decided to, to make it into a devotional. And it's, I love my devotional. I, Jim and I read Sarah uh, Young's. She's got two books that we, are you familiar with that? Yes. Jesus Calling and Jesus yes. Always. They are so good. I almost feel yes. like God's talking to me through that. And I'm not, pointing to her I'm talking about how she's been able to it helps me get to God faster and it challenges me to look up things and stuff I just feel like it's such a good that God's really inspired that so I just feel like that's good for anybody if you read that you get closer to God you really do so that's great yes well thank you so much for this time I have so enjoyed it um this this has been great well, I've really enjoyed talking to you too, and I didn't get to tell you my favorite books. Oh, well, tell us, tell us real, tell us real quickly. Okay, I you asked me the question: What are your three? If you could only have three books that you of the Bible that you wanted. Now, of course, I don't. I'm greedy. I want them all. Yeah, but uh, I know that God told me once that a long time ago, Psalms and Proverbs were my were two of my books. And the reason I think is, is the Proverbs are wisdom and Lord knows we need wisdom. And then the Psalms help my, uh, my emotional growth because David did so many of them and he just, he just says it like it is. Yeah. And when his, his bones were dried out, it's because he had, he'd sinned so much and he'd gotten away from God. And it, it leads me to know that you can have a relationship with God like David did to the point where he was so, he was so remorseful when he sinned, he was so repentant. And God said that he was a man after his own heart. Now I'd love for God to say that about me. And so I think we learn through that. And if I had to do a third one, of course, I love all the ones where it brings you to the Lord because I'm a seed planter, uh, John and, and, and the gospels and that kind of thing. But if I had to push down to another one, I would say, revelation because it tells us so much about what's going to happen and and lets us see a different picture than we see like right here so i'd have to say revelation even though it's hard to understand sometimes i think god gives you the the ability to to uh, feed you because it says it has a promise on it at the end and i think that's exciting if it gives like he give there's there's one commandment that's given with a promise and there's one book that's given with a promise do you know what they are I put you on the spot now, didn't I? Yes, you did. What, what are they? <laughs> okay. Revelation, at the end, it, it gives you a promise. It, if you read Revelation, 
it, yeah. it comes with a blessing. And also, if you honor your father and mother, it's the only one with a blessing. It says, so I thought, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stick you. <laughs> oh, no. Put you on the spot You're there. Good. But we all can we all can be challenged and it's fun to be challenged because there's so much to learn always from God. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. And um, and thank you uh, once again. And we'll talk to you later. Okay. thanks. God bless. Bye bye. Bye.